Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Pitch Talk. We are fans of football dropping vlogs, videos and podcasts on the beautiful game. Check out our videos on YouTube and Instagram's IGTV. Including special feature segments, vlogs such as... 5 Minutes with a G. The Straight Shooting View. Coaching with JBK. Audio on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podomatic, Spotify and other podcast platforms. Join the Pitch Talk revolution on social media. Twitter, Instagram. We have a group and fan page on Facebook. The pitch is where we eat. The pitch is where we sleep. And the pitch is where we talk. Welcome to the Straight Shooting View. Hey everybody, Straight Shooting LJA here. What is up? Welcome to another episode of the Straight Shooting View. And what I want to talk about today is a potential... World Cup bid for 2030. Now, it's been reported, and even Boris Johnson has reportedly thrown his support behind it, for what that's worth, considering um, David Cameron threw his support behind the 2018 World Cup bid, and that didn't go so well. But more on that later. It's been reported UK and Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, will be submitting a joint World Cup bid for the 2030. World Cup 2030, which of course will be a 48 team version of the tournament by then, because remember the increase to 48 from 32 actually kicks in from 2026 when the USA, Mexico, and Canada hosted together. Um, but for me, this is interesting news. But I think this will probably go down as well as the 2018 World Cup bid back in um, back in 2010. Now, remember the FA spent 200 million on, compiled a what, 200-page dossier for got David Beckham and Prince William to front the campaign, <clears throat> and remember they still only got one vote in the first round of voting, even though we had the best technical bid. We went over that on pitch talk shows very early on in our, well, on our live shows. But you know what, yeah. Part of that for me is because we're a hated nation in football and in the footballing world. Having Ireland alongside us, I don't think it's really going to help that much. Even though, I mean, I think they're only a part of the bid just to kind of soften our image a bit. And for me, FIFA hasn't changed at all. I mean, in 2010, we got shafted due to collusion that, as we've said on Pitch Talk shows, you could see was going to happen a mile away. And remember in 2015 as well, in terms of FIFA, five years after there was the FIFA corruption scandal, and even though the man at the helm may have changed, the corruption, in my view, hasn't. And remember, Gianni Infantino has been in, under investigation recently for basically abusing his power. I remember I mentioned that in a vlog about FIFA threatening to ban players who play in a rumoured breakaway European Super League. They were threatening to ban players from the World Cup. And funnily enough, ironically, actually, Sepp Blatter was called to give evidence um, against Infantino. So FIFA have got a couple of things going on. But for me, I really do hope I'm wrong. And the, just like the FA's like, three-year plan to win a major tournament, but for me, all the signs point to history repeating and the same failings continuing. Because, in my view, the humiliation in 2010 over the World Cup and over that failed bid, miserably failing bid, still has to stick. And Boris Johnson talking about football coming home, that really doesn't help 
in terms of perception and trying to get UEFA onside. But there have also been mentions of also a joint South American effort from Uruguay, Argentina, Paraguay, and Chile. And remember, 2030 is going to be the centenary year of the first ever World Cup in Uruguay. So that makes things interesting. And looking at a potential looking at a potential post-pandemic world, it's one of them. You just never know. FIFA might renege on their usual, at least temporarily, they might renege or change their oh, we've got to move this from continent to continent rule. And if they do, if they do that, if China can sustain, because China have been, well, they've had they've had one of their China have just had one of their teams drop out of the Chinese Super League because of, for financial reasons. But if they can sustain their league and start getting players out remember China did have a I think it was something like 50 year plan we mentioned on a pitch talk show I'll put the link down um, down in the description but yeah China did say they had like a 30 year plan or something like that can't remember off the top of my head but they did say they had a long term plan so 2030 is like okay you still got like what 9 years to execute that and they said about that long term plan about 2, 3, 4 years ago so it would make things interesting if FIFA in a post-pandemic world, if it is a post-pandemic world, um, by that point, well, by the time the bids, by the time the bids get submitted and done, it's one of them where it's going to be very interesting to see if FIFA relaxed that moving continents rule. Because as I said, they would have had Qatar in 2022. So it has to go to another continent and then and I think it has to I think it's one of them ones if a World Cup is in Asia say then it has to go to two other continents before it can come back to Asia so if they decide to relax that because Qatar 2022 then it would be North America basically in um, in 2026 and then 2030 in theory in theory 2030 if they do change that and it goes back to Asia that quickly, then China would be the automatic place where you'd think, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna bid and it's gonna be formidable. Question is, will they still be? I mean, I think they will be a world superpower at that point. See, politically, but and th- this is this was the thing for me with 2010, where politically there was all the collusion for me was all political. Because you look at how Australia got shafted in 2022 and they wanted to take legal action over it and fair play to them. So it was one of them where I said the FA wasted a lot of money. I don't think it actually was 200 million. It might have been significantly less than that, um, as mentioned earlier. But the fact of the matter is that there's there's a lot of political schmoozing that has to go in. And really and truly, Britain in general specifically England again in a footballing sense we're not a popular country but in terms of world and well global politics yeah just just thinking about just thinking about that whilst I'm saying it in in the footballing world England we are not a popular country at all even now and 
in terms of global politics, we as Britain slash England, we're not very popular either. Because you look at the shambles that was Brexit. So it's so ironic that we would have to get UEFA, obviously the governing body for European football, we'd have to get UEFA behind any bid that we would submit, whether with Ireland or not. And Ireland really and truly, as I said, I think Ireland are kind of one of them ones, we all due respect to them. In terms of stadia, it would be heavily weighted towards England because we do have the stadia over here. You've got Old Trafford, um, Villa Park, the Emirates, um, the Etihad, you've got Anfield, you've got so many other sta stadiums that could be used in this country for a World Cup. I mean, you look at Euro 96, you could essentially almost pick the exact same stadia that you used in Euro 96. Because most of those stadiums since Euro 96, which has been, what, um, 25 years this year, since that. So those stadia will have been updated. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see where the 2030 bidding goes and how much the, for lack of a better term, political schmooze, schmoozing by the FA, how, how much of an impact that that will have and has had already. Because you don't want to go on a charm offensive when you know that, oh yeah, oh God, we're bidding for this World Cup, we need people to get on side. We better, we better go on the charm offensive now. It's like, no, 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 I think the FA have already been doing that. So, and, and for, but for me as well, I think, I think it's one of them ones where, I said, it just becomes very, very interesting to see how all of this is going to shake down. And I said, who else is going to bid? Because I said, a South American bid would be, oh, it'd be almost impossible to, to refuse it. I said, because of the thing with, the, with it being the centenary. With it being the centenary of the first World Cup um, in Uruguay, it was one of them where it's like, that could be too much to resist because of the, well, just because of the marquee value. In terms of, oh, in terms of Boris Johnson, that idiot, and that's for another vlog, my views on him um, in detail. But in terms of the marquee sentimental value, of football coming home no for the world cup we i don't think we're i don't think it's smart to play that angle for us because again it makes it look it, it looks arrogant as per usual and the perception of english football is arrogance on a general basis to the rest of the world so football's coming home may not be the way to go slogan wise but also as well in terms of the World Cup coming home, well, naturally, that would be Uruguay. Because I said, that's where the inaugural World Cup was. So, this is going to be a very interesting little ride to see what happens in the lead-up to the bidding for 2030. And I, for one, I would love to see a World Cup here in England, but I don't hold much hope that's going to happen. And... Remember after the 2018 World Cup, I think we got the Champions League final in like back-to-back -back years um, at Wembley. So it's one of them where it's like UEFA knew 
I think at that point that, yeah, we've been shafted and they tried to placate. They tried to placate us. So it's a case of those wounds still have to be fresh in my view. Because the, and with this post-pandemic world, I think even in like t towards 2030, everybody's still going to be trying to get their economies together. Because the last year with this COVID pandemic, a lot of countries have been put back potentially decades, financially, economically, socially even as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see, as I said, if FIFA relaxed that rule about moving it around the continents. But also it's going to be very interesting to see how the world is in 2030. How, how much power are China going to wield? How much, how, how much power are China going to wield in the next couple of years? Like, forget, like, forget in, what, nine, ten years in the future. How much are they going to have, like, two years' time? So, it's going to be very interesting. But you know what? I cannot wait. I want to know your views, though. Down, down there? Down where? Down there. Comment section. That's my bicycle helmet. I'm going to get on my bike and ride off into the sunset no no sunset it's darkness um but um i'm gonna go right off into the darkness but it's one of them ones i am straight shooting lja remember facebook.com forward slash pitch talk become a fan become a friend become a member of the group join the footballing revolution we're working so hard to create at pitch talk on twitter tweet with us follow us see what we're up to and at pitch talk on instagram as well follow us for previews to our vlogs images and other videos as well there youtube.com forward slash pitch talk is where we put the full versions of our vlogs previews on insta full versions on youtube.com forward slash pitch talk oh, vlogs such as straight straight shooting view which is what you're watching right now five minutes with the g coaching with jbk and numerous special feature segments and much much more much much more as well keep an eye out also we are well we do put up audio versions of our vlogs and special feature segments at work as well on podomatic apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts. we're on player fm as well grab that rss feed like rate subscribe hey thumbs up thumbs down whatever it is man leave a comment leave a comment let us know what you think as well I said, I said, comment section is below. I'd love to know your views. The 2030 World Cup, will a UK and Ireland bid be successful or is it a pointless endeavor considering what happened back in 2010 with the, with the 2018 bid? Is Boris Johnson's support worth, get, worth having? Is Boris Johnson's support worth having or does it do more harm than good? considering he's talking about football coming home come on them ones man <laughs> it's gonna be very interesting but i have been straight shooting lj and until next time i will see you later join the pitch talk revolution on social media dropping vlogs videos and podcasts on the beautiful game